Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? After a very shocking turn of events today on Tuesday, the 29th of October, the NCAA is allowing for college athletes to profit off of their likeness. Considering the randomness of this decision and also the impact of it, not only on the subject matter that Sean and I cover, but also because of the fact that we are student athletes trying to promote our own likeness, we it, figured that it was very, it would be very, very important to cover this subject in a, a quick take, quick hit show. It, our likeness is our career. Yeah, I so mean, it, albeit we're it, going to be done in four games, it doesn't mean as much for us right now. But we want to be able to set a precedent and also talk about the precedent that is being set for other people. This is a big deal for us two years ago. Yeah, if if this was an opportunity <laughs> that was available for us two years ago, we could have been able to been able to profit off of us talking about sports and also making money for it. So this really opens the door for things. And before we kind of get into the discussion and talking about it, I just want to read from the press release so we, we have the exact language out there. So this is from the NCAA's website, NCAA.org, and... It says here, in the association's continuing efforts to support college athletes, the NCAA's top governing board voted unanimously to permit students participating in athletics the opportunity to benefit from the use of their name, image, and likeness in a manner consistent with the collegiate model. So here's a a number of points that they they put in here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Assure student-athletes are treated similarly to non-athlete students unless a compelling reason exists to differentiate. Maintain the the priorities of education and the collegiate experience to provide opportunities for student-athlete success. Ensure rules are transparent, focused, and enforceable, and facilitate fair and balanced competition. Make clear the distinction between collegiate and professional opportunities. Make clear the compensation that compensation for athlete perf- athletics performance or participation is impermissible. Reaffirm that student athletes are students first and not employees of the university. Enhance principles of diversity, inclusion, and gender equity. And then finally, protect the recruiting environment and prohibit inducements to select, remain at, or transfer to a specific institution. So basically to sum this up, Sean, it's saying that athletes can't profit off and be paid directly for playing right but they can still use their name to receive sponsorships or anything along those lines yeah and uh in an espn article that i read about it uh recapping it directly after uh it was said that this wasn't they're not trying to style it after uh the laws that california made uh but i believe that california and the laws that they passed made a big time influence on it as a lot of states followed suit trying to uh, pass a bill similar to California's, but the NCAA uh, said, okay, if everyone is going to start jumping on this train, then we're going to do it our way, and we're going to try to do it the best way. So it seems like the NCAA is trying to take from all parties involved uh, and, and 
make the route the best uh, for student athletes and for the schools and all of the uh, legislation involved also. Yeah, you pointed out here that I think the key thing was is that the NCA was starting to fall on its heels because you had California passing this law and then you additionally have Florida potentially passing it to go through even sooner. And then there are also conversations of New York more so murmurs. I think if you had two to three states in contention for doing this, it was just going to be a wide sweeping thing. Even if the NCAA tried to put their foot down, it would have been exactly like sports betting where it could have gone to you know the national court level and in the Supreme Court. And I think that would have caused so many complications for the NCAA and it also would have made them look very, very bad. So I think this was really them trying to cover their asses, trying to protect themselves from any further harm. They might as well catch up if states and law enforcement and and judicial settings are acknowledging them. Exactly. Uh, so I know your your role in the show here is to kind of be the host and, and lead the direction. Yeah, no, but feel free to. What, what, what's your initial it. thought here, just from your objective opinion on it? Because the stats are the stats. This is this is what it is. It's not like anything we're going to say is going to impact the decision. But what's your thoughts on the opinion being a college athlete um, and with your particular uh, circumstances? Well, perfect way to set that up. And I just want to say that you we're going to have a lot of big big hats, you know, big heads, talking heads, trying to talk about this and provide right. insight. I don't see anyone else out there doing what we're doing right now, discussing this. So if you want an actual opinion from people that are living it, this is the place where you want to hear it. Right. And look, the way that I look at this is that this needed to be done a long time ago. We, we had the first real major situation in our light with uh, UCF Kicker and his YouTube account uh, destroying, which was essentially forced by the NCAA to either shut it down or leave football. He chose to leave football, and he kept doing it and profiting off his YouTube channel. For me and for us as content creators, it really creates this chance for us to be creative, and if if we're doing so well at what we're doing, we can actually make money off of it. Right. We can actually use our creativity and our skills, and something that we're trying to build a career for and use all that stuff that we're learning to start getting in the working field instead of working for free and being at a disadvantage compared to other people. It makes a big impact for people like us because we have had, um, you know, our bosses have reached out and said, hey, we do have advertisers that would like to be a part of your show. You're doing uh, good enough numbers to attract advertisers, but we can't uh, implement that because you are NCAA athletes and it would be profiting off your likeness. So it's just, yeah. it's nice to know, even though that we're not going to be hindered in a month, that other people that might want to do what we do have the ability to not be hindered from the jump. It, it, it's um, it's just nice to know that. I'm glad that they made a decision to let these student athletes find a way to make money because you really don't have time to get a job. And I get it. There's this whole, you know, a lot of stuff is paid for if you're on full scholarship. Uh, you have um, a lot of different resources that other students would pay for. That's understand understood. But other students have the ability to go and get jobs also because yes. we just it, the time constraints to not get jobs we are extreme examples of how the, how much work we do just outside of um, football and this show uh, with the club and everything and the workload but just from a regular student athlete perspective you already have a second full-time job aside from going to school and being a student so you can't a lot of people can't add on a third uh, job just because it's a it's a time suck. There's not enough hours in the day, and if you do uh, commit to having that many hours in the day, say you only work an additional four hours at night as a cashier at the Four Seasons or something like that, 
then you're just not going to have it's you're going to kill your you're just going to you won't be able to function no with with that lack of sleep and just the physical toll that it puts on you it's just nice to know that there's another outlet uh if you are pursuing uh you can let people pursue you basically i think the key thing here in the language of the press release was that student athletes will not be at a disadvantage compared to regular athletes. And I think that one thing that hinders some people, and and at times it can kind of hinder us, is that regular students that are trying to pursue careers in the creative field, whether maybe it's in, in music, music production, sports media is probably the more specific one. They have the advantage to go out and get these internships and go work in the field and get paid to work on the side. Now, I've been able to do some of that stuff, but still not with much time at my hands right. and also in a limited fashion because I can't really profit off of it if I'm trying to promote the fact that I'm an athlete behind it. That's really my biggest selling point is that I'm an athlete. Instead, I have to wait four years compared to a current student who is essentially able to promote that immediately and say like, like oh, I know this, this, and this. But instead, my selling point is is that I'm an athlete and I can now finally use that. And I I think, though, the other thing, too, is not just making an opportunity for people like us that are content creators. It just makes things easier for maybe smaller schools or bigger schools in general, places where guys that are key players or bigger name players, they can be approached by businesses and asked to promote their their product. Right, and that kind of leads me to the next topic here of, like, I alluded to on the on a, a show about a month ago about the possible strain that other student athletes could feel if they were not being pursued by businesses that wanted uh, to use a student athlete's likeness to promote themselves. And I think that both of us are really self-aware in the idea that athletic ability for us would not be the drawing point, uh, or we would not be the... Um, what, do, what am I looking for here? The I? The, the, we, we're we, not we're as desirable. Not, it's not like we're our names and faces are being plastered on posters right. because we're not the best to play. Even if I was even if I was a really good, like one of the best long snappers in the country, you still wouldn't see my face all over the place just because my position, you can't really sell that. And we don't even really see that with Murph that much. No. Who's a lineman. Yeah. It's, I mean, you have, there's going to be, I don't know if there's going to be consternation because we're self- aware enough to understand yeah okay maybe they're not going to become chasing after me and I'm okay with that because I understand the way that it's it's working but if you have uh, a second team guy who sometimes rotates on the field gets some time and and is, is working really hard and he's not getting approached or she's not getting approached then maybe they are going to be a little upset thinking that uh, it's it's that they're just not getting uh, the same offers uh, being uh, uh, for being paid and I, I that could cause uh, conflict, but I think that stems more from insecurity almost, would it be? Not insecurity. I mean, mm-hmm. we are secure in ourselves is what I'm yeah. trying to say. I don't think a lot of other student athletes will be as secure in themselves when they see they are, um, what is it, their colleagues getting paid. I think that in that argument was part of the reason why people wanted to say like, oh, is it really fair for certain people to be paid? Because the bigger name people are only going to be the ones that warrant the opportunities to be paid. But the reality of it is anyone can go and do what we do. So if you're, if you're a creative person like UCF's kicker was who, um, 
who was was the first example. If if you wanted to and you were playing a smaller sport that doesn't get as much attention, you could essentially go out and create a vlog or create your own content as a as a means to making revenue. I don't know if if anyone's really familiar with using YouTube and its monetization, but it it actually is a very simple way to do things. So I, I think that it will create opportunities for people. Even if those direct advertisements are not handed to you, it still will allow it. And also, there's plenty of athletes maybe in tiny sports that... Well, smaller sports. Well, yeah, yeah smaller sports. Tiny, yeah. I didn't mean to say tinier, but smaller sports that can still promote themselves on social media. So they, I know plenty of players on other teams that have way bigger social media followings than me that are almost essentially could be considered to be influencers based on how many followers they have and now they can essentially do that i mean every girl on the soccer team here has like two thousand followers on instagram and, and also across different sports like you know right. the baseball teams the uh i'm trying to think of what other i mean track teams there's guys that have a ton of followers there's backup players on the football team that have over one to uh, three thousand followers somewhere in that range so it also allows for those guys that might not have the athletic prowess to promote themselves but they can also promote the fact that they're athletes and that they have a big following, that people want to see their accounts, and then they can use that to get a little bit of money in their pocket. Right. Uh, and uh, you did touch on fairness, and, I mean, sports aren't fair. They're not fair. I mean, if you don't get invited to the NFL draft, are you going to complain to the NCAA about it? <laughs> no. No. I mean, you just didn't get or, or to the combine. You just didn't get invited. That's how it works. You know, it that's how it, 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 the system works in a capitalist <laughs> a capitalist <laughs> domain. It, and I, honestly, it's the most fair of all. It, it, it's You're rewarded for doing a good job. And that's what a lot of these athletes that are going to be getting sponsorship, sponsorships, like if Jalen Hurts gets a shoe, a, a Jordan shoe, because Oklahoma is sponsored by, uh, by J- the Jordan brand. I, I think that some of these, these bylines, they're a bit vague right now. And I think that there's going to be actual laws that come in place, but I think what they're trying to essentially determine is that they're trying to keep that from happening, where schools with certain specific athletic brands are trying to recruit kids so they can uh, sign them to a shoe deal. So I don't think something like that would happen, but I but within, I, I didn't mean to cut off your point. But within the line of that, is it his fault that he's done such a good job and performed so well that he can't have the ability to to profit off of it? No, that's not fair. That w- that's unfair to him. So if you're claiming fairness then you have to look at the other person's perspective and not punish them for being successful in their or for being exceptional in their field. That's how I look at it. Yeah, it's also like you said it's a matter of what you bring to the table. So if you're not that type of a person that isn't an athletic like monster that's dominating on the field, on the track, um you know in the water, on the court, wherever it is, and maybe you're not able to warrant as much attention because of what you're doing, the reality of it is you can use other ways to market yourself now. I think that anyone that wants to try to complain that even if they are an athlete or not an athlete, that it's not fair for them, you're obviously not going to make as much money as a Heisman Trophy winning running back, but you can still find avenues to promote yourself and create those those financial monetization opportunities. There's more opportunities than people think right now, right. and I think over the f- next five to ten years, we're going to see a legitimate transformation in the marketplace for the NCAA. I don't think payment is really going to be a thing that comes around in a while where there's going to be direct payments to every single athlete uh, from schools. I don't think that will ever happen, but I think the landscape for marketing is just going to explode, and it, it's going to... Just like sports betting has, it's going to open up 
an even bigger opportunity for business and promotion and money and endorsements and essentially cultivating sports and making and building more resources for it. Right. No, it's. I think it's overall a really good thing. Do you have anything you want to close things up with? Because I, I think that we all kind of, we both got across what we were trying to hit here. We were trying to provide the athlete perspective because I think a lot of people will probably be taking the Twitter in the next 12 to 24 hours to provide their own insights on it. I, I think this whole point, and I hope we got this point across, of establishing where we stand on it, what we think about it, and how we feel. Yeah, I just, you know, we are here uh, as a resource, as student-athletes, so if you have questions or you have comments or you want to yell at us or you want to uh, say I'm happy for you guys, uh, which I don't believe will happen, but uh, <laughs> if you do choose to do that, you know, we're here. Uh, we encourage all of the interaction. Uh, if you want to reach out and talk to us or uh, bother us, it, it's all accepted because this is, you know, it's a happy day for Joe and I. Uh, yeah, it, it, the timing might not be beneficial to us but it's still it means a lot being going soon to be a former athlete that this precedent is being started and created for future creators and honestly if you're a listener of this and you're a younger athlete and you're you know soon to be a division one athlete and you have any questions on how you want to essentially try and follow the same line as a line as us feel free to reach out to us on twitter at joe de leon and at sean anderson 65 i mean the 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 opposite of that though is if you for some reason completely disagree with the NCAA's <laughs> decision and you think we're clowns I also encourage you to tweet at us and I will dispute you you know until my thumbs bleed uh from from tweeting back at you so whatever you want to throw at us folks we're, we would love to hear what you're thinking yeah this is a momentous occasion in in all of sports uh within the U.S. so um we're here yeah um, thank you for tuning in, but I, I also want to take this final thank you to say thank you so much for the Belief Podcast Network for providing us with the amazing opportunity. And I, I hope this this continues to grow. And I think that them giving us our first opportunity to, to do this was a major stepping stone, but this also goes in line with being an, another major stepping stone for creating opportunities for future athletes. Yeah, big thank you to Braun. Big thank you to all the um, mm-hmm. the founding members of Belief Podcast Network. It's just yeah, just thank you. Thank you, and uh, be sure to check them out at Believe.com or at Believe Podcasts on Twitter and on Instagram. Again, if you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet at us. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.